0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to Hierophonics and Friends podcast. Today is episode eight, and we have a special guest, Kyle Ferguson. how what's it, how's it going, buddy?
1: It's going great, man.
0: Thanks for having me on uh, on the show on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. No problem. Thank you for for joining. Uh, I met Kyle at activist events in Toronto. Uh, probably, yeah, I think it was at the Kyle slaughterhouses at Keele in Saint Clair. Um, So he's going to tell us a little bit about what made him vegan and the journey turning into an activist and the new projects that he's doing right now. So go ahead, Kyle.
1: Well, it started about uh, three years or I lived in the Philippines for three years and I saw a lot of horrific injustice. Like I was sort of telling you before Um, uh, when I lived in the Philippines, like I, I kept on seeing like orphan children outside of expensive lofty churches selling flowers and I kept looking the other way sort of because of my upbringing and i uh you know i was always told in sunday school that i was specially chosen and stuff like that but i also saw like dogs in um, cages on top of roofs uh surrounded by barbed wire fences without water uh and tropical temperatures and direct sunlight i would also see this kind of stuff like i saw like just so much savage torture and i would look the other way sort of maybe just because like i was kind of programmed uh, like to not really kind of question divine authority when I would see that. I saw it like it anyways, but um I sort of had this like kind of belief that I didn't really have to care about that because I was going to heaven anyways, and it didn't really matter because like what why should I really care anyways? Right. But then sort of it planted a seed in my mind and then it kind of just kept growing and growing and growing. And um and then, you know, it just kind of got to a point where I was just like, something's like kind of really messed up here. And you know, it's like somebody to have like, uh, on this mug right here is Nikola Tesla, and I found out about him, and uh, I I read about him, and I learned that he was like this, like infatigable, relentless, uh, amazing person who just wanted to, you know, make the world a better place, and uh, he was against animal cruelty, and he was the first person that ever planted a seed in my mind. That he said that um, he recommended eating a plant-based diet, and he said that like it was better for mechanical and uh, physical function, and it was more frugal to be to eating on a plant-based diet. So I was just like, wait a minute. So then I started studying all of uh, like the dairy and the meat industries and the egg industries, and then I s- realized that like that like my public school teachers in the curriculum they were lying to us like year after year by saying that we had to eat protein to become um, or we become deficient, and and then I started realizing like, that's really sick, and uh, and then um, so I, I was like wow like that's really crazy, and and then um, I saw um, I was at my cousin's one day, and I remembered uh, Nikola Tesla said every effort should be made to stop the cruel slaughter of animals, which must be destructive to our morals, and um, it just sort of flowed together like where you know I studied him for a, for a long for a while, like I'd lis- I'd listened to the life and times. Of Nikola Tesla by Mark J. Cypher which actually took Cypher 17 years of work daily work and I've spoken with him quite a few times about this and um so uh like I was over at my cousin's and then he's like oh there's this video that's going viral right now uh there's a lady like Anita crying she was arrested for feeding pigs water and I was like what and I saw it and then I remembered Tesla's quote and then I was like you know I got to take action on this so I went to her trial and I listened to the. The trial and like I was there like through the whole trial and I was like wow these people are really evil, um (laughs) like it's crazy like it's nuts and and then um that I got a a copy of Cowspiracy and I watched that and I was like wow like there was like such horrific pollution like in the Philippines Mm -hmm. it's so bad that in Manila that we could be like standing across from each other and wouldn't be able to see each other like clearly and then like if you look across like uh like the city like it's like it's foggy like in and I was, uh, I saw a post from Leonardo DiCaprio recently, just about 7 million people died last year from poor air quality or air pollution. And it's just going to keep getting worse and worse. And then like, you know, I know that it's not nearly as bad over here, like in Canada right now, but it's just like, a mo- only a matter of time before like that kind of seeps and like oozes across, like, you know, uh, eventually. And it's just like, you know, 17 of the hottest years been since the year 2001 and you know it's just completely unsustainable and i know like the animal agriculture industry is like the leading cause of ocean dead zones species extinction rainforest habitat destruction water pollution like within the next 12 years we're, we're most likely not even going to have any like rainforest left like the brazilian's going to be all teared down and that's for cattle grazing and um and then by the year 2048 it's projected that we're going to have fishless oceans so it's like within our lifetime We're gonna have like severe severe problems unless we like really take action now and and do something about it and that's why like you know i co-founded the light movement with with chris mcginn who's he's an unbelievable person like he's just unbelievably relentless he's dedicates like his whole life to you know to making the world a better place and posting on the light movement and stuff like that and you know i'm very grateful for the opportunity to be part of that because um you know i I want to make a difference and, and make sure that you know future generations have a uh, like a planet to live on and then, you know, that it's, it's, uh, you know, to eliminate like as much suffering as we possibly can too, because it's needless torture and suffering that is completely unsustainable on top of that. So,
0: yeah, I mean, vegan is definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. That is very true. It's people don't realize how everything ties into it to start. Like even if people started as a diet, then they eventually get to the end. Uh, to the ethics. And once they realize how everything is tied in with the environment, and just the unnecessary stuff that we're doing to everything that's alive, like, it's just it's pretty crazy. It's on my mind.
1: Yeah, it's, it's mind boggling. Like, just, you know, that all these like sentient beings who are like little children, like we remember being little children, like they're like little children that are just born into hell, exactly what it is. And um, you know, it's, it's just, it's so sick and, and, uh, it's so selfish like that, that anyone, I mean, a lot of the people are not educated, but I mean, some people just like say they don't care or whatever, but like the only way that we can really do it is just keep building momentum and just keep influencing them like relentlessly and just keep doing it and doing it. And eventually like enough people will talk and then it will just be a shift in consciousness. And, um, I mean, the momentum is definitely rising. Like we were just talking about like how, you know, Mark Cuban invested in a vegan dog food company, but it's just that more and more, you know, actions are being taken. Like, you know, just how many more people have signed up, like for, you know, plant-based news and light movement now is reaching uh, about a million people a week, like at least a million people a week. So that's, that's a good thing as well. And I know that social media is an amazing tool and Anita Krines and, and, you know, her, you know, uh, fearless action like created a huge amount of momentum for the movement which was obviously uh, a great thing yeah
0: yeah i yeah i've seen it on um, every time you go to an event you see that the numbers are growing the more people are being more in support of being there and taking action and just raising the awareness like you never know what is the one piece of content photo or video or written words that might switch that on somebody and then they'll look into it and then wake up like we did yeah yeah it's
1: all just about you know the light and like shining light on in the people's minds and getting them to think about things they never thought about and just being relentless and and, you know doing the best we can i think um no there's gonna be a march in cincinnati that i'm I'm planning right now for may 11th but gonna be doing more actions just in the future um, I think marches are like a really great thing I learned from the there's a book called The Magic of Believing and Claude Bristol talks about marches and like how leaders in the past have uh, made uh, a difference like or you know with marches because march, marches changes like the energy like there's energy transformation mm-hmm. universe from marches and like so many people wake up with that like you know they see that there's a cause worth like um you know there's like you know people are taking action for a cause and it gets a lot of people talking and that's what how you build momentum like by getting people talking right so uh i think that 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 that, that's really important and just being active i mean another really great thing to do is anonymous for the voiceless uh the cubes of truth are excellent like you can influence you know hundreds of people in one night and then all those people go off and tell their friends it's like a huge domino effect and um uh, obviously, disruptions are really good. We went into a keg restaurant, and two hundred fifty thousand people watched that uh last year, and it was like it built a lot of momentum. So, I mean, all those things, like people, you know, they they noticed that kind of stuff, and a lot of the people still haven't have had the opportunity to think about it. But it's a very like rewarding and fulfilling thing to do as well. So, I mean, because you know you're making a difference,
0: so that's a good thing as, as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like how, what started my journey too, was because there was some activists doing a protest outside of Loblaws like two years ago. And yeah. I got one of those flyers. And then in one weekend watched like three documentaries and a bunch of speeches. And then next like, scene, I know me and my ex went vegan.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It's just the action that like creates more action. And, uh, I have a friend, uh, her name is Jen. And she said that, uh, she was she lives in new york and she said that she saw like an a, a fur protest and then she thought about it and then she just joined in and then she like went vegan like pretty much right away and, i mean i've been at different activism events and you know people will be walking by or passing by and say this is just such a great thing like thank mm-hmm. you so much and you can really feel like that energy like you know really clean good energy from people and you know it's uh but, you know it's not really like necessarily like other people's fault like a lot of people are not educated like i um uh, spoke with Sean Munson who directed Earthlings last year at Farmer John's Slaughterhouse. And he said like the first thing, you know, towards going vegan anyways is uh, become educated and, and learn the industries. And, you know, that's what I did. Like I, I watched Cowspiracy. I watched the Cove and I watched Earthlings and I fasted for six days and two hours because I knew that like there was addictive chemicals in those products. And I knew I was going to have probably a, to- a hard time um, overcoming those addictions. But then, um, you know, after the six days, like I was good and I just made that decision that I'm never going to be part of, uh, you know, any of this animal exploitation or eating animal products or anything like that ever again. And, um, you know, I feel still, I feel great, honestly, like I'm pretty much the strongest that I've ever been in my life and uh, I'm in really good shapes and I I don't, I'm much lighter than I was. Like, I mean, like going vegan, you seems like you lose a lot of weight anyway, but I'm lighter, like, and that's probably better, anyways. But I'm just saying, you know, for it's for the greater good, for like, you know, for nonviolence, for like compassion, you know, for for world peace. Because, like Tesla said, you know, it's destructive to our morals. We don't need to be doing that. Like, it's completely unnecessary. And you know, cows are eating more food than the entire population of humans. Like, that doesn't even make sense. And they're just, you know, they're tortured. They live tort- the worst lives, and then they're killed. So. know it is really um horrific injustice and they they're not treated they they live terrible lives especially you know dairy cows and and then you know then they truck to slaughter and they fall in the trucks and they get trampled and then like most people still don't really know about like the truth about the dairy industry but it's definitely going mainstream and more and more people are learning about it but i think that yeah in 10 years the dairy industry will pretty much be gone but for now we still gotta you know we gotta
0: keep the pressure on for sure
1: pressure on them yeah because like they'll do everything they can to indoctrinate people like it's a really sick how they'll do that at the expense of the victims like it's it's sick
0: it's and like people don't realize how harmful this stuff is to your body yeah and you're doing you're harming yourself you're putting those poor animals through just hell for no freaking reason no reason and we're like taking a dump onto the planet yeah top it off yeah
1: yeah and it's just like our fresh water is just getting destroyed because of runoff and a lot of uh um the the um like the animal runoff's not treated it just goes into our fresh water and it's just like we're gonna end up with severe severe fresh water problems in the future and it's a human rights issue too like working at these slaughterhouses is hell for them too like like the workers become sick and like they, they have to work in these terrible conditions. Like you go to the slaughterhouse and they're all just like chain smoking and, you know, like they're super unhappy. Like they're just like, it's, it's a terrible thing. Hell on earth, literally. And, you know, we, yeah, where we met at, uh, you know, at St. Helen's slaughterhouse uh, Genesis meat packers. And there's also a tannery, like it just smells there. Like it just smells foul and it just, you, your intuition, you just know you shouldn't be inhaling that, that, uh, that air because it's, it's filthy and it's polluted and it's not doing anything for the greater good. It's literally just, a, 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 just greed and exploitation and uh, evil. Um, you know, it's evil. That's, that's exactly what that is. Like, you know um, when, you know, cows are eating more food than the entire human population. And then, you know, there's seven hundred and ninety five million people who are either starving or malnourished on this planet. Like it's, uh, it's, it's sick. That's, uh, you know, that could even be happening. It's, it's greed and, you know, cows take up like five acres of land or two to five acres of land. And and, and then you only get 250 pounds of animal flesh from their body. And then you could be growing 40,000 pounds of carrots on each acre of land. So it, it just doesn't make any sense. So, um, yeah, it's just a complete waste. But there's a good book, uh, Howard Lyman, um, Mad Cowboy and No More Bull and he's an ex cattle rancher who he refuses to eat meat or he's vegan. He's been vegan for over twenty five years. And I've spoken with him a few times about this and I've studied him a lot, but you know, he uh he just, you know, says how sick it is too. And I mean it's just it's uh those industries are terrible. And if if a fourth generation like rancher can get out of it, then anyone can get out of it. So exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, yeah, so that, that's basically, you know, what well, I just think that it's, you know, time, the times are changing, but now is the time to act and, and now is the time to change.
0: Cool. Uh, when did you come up with the idea or when did you think that you had an idea for a book and how did this book come about? Well, I had been writing it.
1: Uh, I had been writing like on and off for, a while, but, uh, the one thing that really made me study and question my faith or wh- something that's kind of just like lit off in my mind was, uh, I was doing outreach, um, at, uh, the Eaton Center in Toronto. And I approached a man wearing a Canada goose jacket and I told them about like how cruel it is and coyotes have to eat off their own paws. And like, I videotaped this, And he told me that, like, he's devout Catholic, and God gave dominion over all creatures. So I was like, that's an indoctrination. And he agreed with me. But then I started to realize, like, I got to study, like, all this, like, uh, the Bible and stuff. So I started relentlessly studying that, and I saw that it does say that. But it also says a lot of other things. Like, it oppresses women, says it's okay to, like, you know, slavery is okay, and, um like raping women is okay. Like, um, uh, it says a lot of things in there that, uh, the average person would have no idea about. And then, um, so I kind of. Realized that like somebody had to, you know, question this cause a lot of people are like, don't really think about this kind of stuff. And, uh, I realized that there's a lot of cruelty and a lot of money, like within these organizations, like they have tens of billions of dollars, right. But that was just like sort of something. And then, um, I don't know, I just felt like it was like an absolute must to do it. And uh, I uh, I just felt like, you know, I don't know how long I'm gonna be here. One of my good buddies died in a motor- motorcycle accident uh, in August and I realized that like time is your most valuable asset. You don't know how much you're gonna get of it. So it's good to be able to pass on wisdom to future generations and like, if you can, you know, do whatever you can to like enlighten more people or whatever. I think that it's rare for somebody to, you know, live in a developing country for three years and then be able to share their experiences as well. But I also kind of realized that, uh, I thought that they would, you know, give me some fulfillment too as well, and then be able to talk about like, you know, my life experiences or whatever as well. So, I mean, those were kind of like my reasonings behind it, but I also thought it was really interesting how you know, like Voltaire, for example, like he also was against animal cruelty, human rights activists. And um, he's someone that I study, like his books were burned. Like he questioned like the divine authority, Robert Ingersoll, Thomas Paine. Like they all had like these, you know, problems with the church, like, and um, I don't know. I just thought that it was really interesting. And and like, I think that I really do think that there's a lot of people out there, like the, the way that I was thinking that, none of these kind of injustices really apply to them because they can just kind of live their lives and then just go pray and then everything's kind of relinquished and animals don't go to heaven anyway according to the bible so it doesn't really matter to them you know what i mean so those are uh all things that i you know I, like i mean i i when i was younger i tried to read the bible and i didn't have like very good command of you know reading in the english language like my buddy when I lived in the Philippines gave me a Kindle and I I didn't really like, I hadn't really read that much before, like only R.L. Stein just, but he told he taught me how to like get books and access information that I wanted to read. Right. And that's sort of how like my mind just kept opening up more and more. And then I wanted to read more and more. And that's sort of like how I learned more about the animal agriculture industry too. And like they connect, like sort of like this indoctrination on people, like the animal agriculture industry is sort of indoctrinating people. And then I feel like the churches are indoctrinated people too because like they're telling them that like they have to believe or they're gonna go to hell forever and like mm-hmm. they're specially chosen, but like that doesn't really matter to them or like whatever. You don't like if you, you that, so it's just like but it's just interesting because like people who started revolutions were questioning this stuff, like Thomas Paine and Voltaire. Like Thomas Paine, if it wasn't for Thomas Paine, like we probably wouldn't even have like well, we wouldn't have anywhere near the freedom that we do now. Like he was a big part in uh the American revolution and uh, the French revolution, but he also was like a, a a man that like, he risked his life to stand up like to horrific injustice. And I think that that is uh really cool, especially during those times, like it, it was a much different times back then. And um, like, you'd be killed. Like if you did that, like that stuff, like for what we're doing now, like it's pretty like we're getting away with a lot, like even just like shining light on the animal agriculture industry and questioning this kind of stuff, like what they used to go through was just like, it was nuts. Like, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I just thought it was cool. And uh, like, I I just kind of got lucky. Like I met uh, one of the most famous authors, David McCullough, when I was in Boston in June. And um, he told uh, this story in his book about the Wright brothers who gave up their regular attendance at church because they were told that like God didn't want to, flying machine in the sky, but they had listened to Robert Ingersoll and he said that every mind should think and conclude for itself. So they, they were like engineers, they were making bikes. So they already knew that they could do it. They were just like, like just relentless and they never gave up. So, um, I just think that the, the rational thought like should have been shared and or like my thoughts, whatever, like I said, like everyone could, you know, write a book and it could help someone else. You never know where that could go. Right. And like uh, I was reading a statistic, like 83% of people want to write a book, but less than 1% do. And it was like a challenge. And I worked on it for seven months straight and, but I had been writing for a long time anyway, but not then after seven months or whatever, I finally finished it. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, so that's, that's what I've been working on. But I mean, you know, it's, it's a good accomplishment. Like I do have it here. Like I'll give you one or whatever. Awesome. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, mean, But yeah, so. You know, that's I just thought that it was uh, like an interesting project. And like my goal is sort of expand consciousness, too, because I was talking to a guy earlier today and he said that he was doing mission missionaries for uh, um, Mormon church and he uh, was in developing countries and you would see all this poverty again. Um, but he said that he was just like knocking on people's doors and like using his time and resources, trying to get them to like convert to the Mormon church not like really try to help people in any other way and uh and then this just goes back to swami vivekananda who um was like that's who tesla followed i was like who does nikola tesla follow like this guy is just so amazing but like then i found this uh one verse that vivekananda said in his uh the complete works of uh his complete works and he was like writing at a time where he would have to like go into caves with like candles and like just like bare hands and he was writing this stuff like this is like we have computers now like we can communicate at the speed of light pretty much and but he said that uh, in the 1890s like christians went to india and they didn't give any rations they just built churches and people starved outside of the churches wow. so, and i was just like you know 10 years ago if i read that i was just think that that guy was crazy mm-hmm. but i saw with my own eyes like when i lived in the philippines like there's all these slums families living in cardboard boxes and children selling flowers like orphans with no parents and it's like it's the same energy that you'll feel when you look inside of the uh like the slaughterhouse trucks and you see the dairy cows and they're like they're looking you in the eye and mm-hmm. you can like yeah it's like the same type of energy. And like Swami Vivekananda called it akasha. And like uh Tesla got like a lot of um of his ideas from the 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 vedita the Vida, i'm not sure about like the pronunciation i'm not saying but it's like those eastern books but like a lot of his like inventions came from uh from from the the from like swami vivekananda's teachings so it's uh, it was like really important and i'm just saying that um you know it's just you know if, if there's like some kind of like horrific injustice out there like people should be knowing that it, that it is a horrific injustice instead of sort of living in a bubble but the thing is that, you know, um, like, yeah, it just, it's just, it's just crazy. It's the same thing as the animal agriculture industry. Like being told that like you need to like eat meat and the animals and then there's just like so much suffering and it's like the, just the biggest lie too. Like it's, it's absurd. And like, I, that's why, like, you know, I dedicate a lot of my time to like just doing activism and talking to people and pamphleting people and, and, uh, all that stuff. So, you know. But I, it's a it's a rewarding thing, and and I want to you know make a difference and get rid of the animal agriculture industry. Honestly, I, I don't like it. Like it's terrible. Like I don't like seeing animals being trucked to slaughter. I I know like how much torture they go through too. Like pigs are kept in like gestation crates and like they're they're raped. Like they're not just artificially inseminated. Like no one gives humans permission to like impregnate them, right? Mm-hmm. And then like they like live in darkness. They don't even like see the light of day. And then like they're Another huge issue with the animal agriculture industry is the fact that um, uh, antibiotic resistance, like that's going to be a huge problem, like in the future. By the year 2050, it's estimated that more people are going to be dying from antibiotic resistance than cancer, which is like over 10 million. Will be over 10 million people, which is insane. And um, it's just just greed and capitalism, which is you know another problem in my opinion, like. You know, it just all feeds like the the, the top, like these like greedy people. You know, and it's just like it's it's time to change, and you know the time to to change is now. Otherwise, there's not going to be you know a future planet Earth, and or like not that's habitable for you know for our for us. That and yeah.
0: So based based on uh like the outreach that you've done in activism, which generation do you see gets the message? more like to the core or are more willing to do the change like your generation the newer generation or how have, have you seen uh some uh like openness uh when it comes to like very very old generations
1: well when it comes to the older generations they mostly for the most part they'll say that they agree but there's not really just much that they can do about it right. or they just don't really care they've sort of it's just kind too of too late for me i'm too old yeah, too old yeah yeah oh well, yeah but you guys have got to deal with it now and then they'll sort of like they don't really they kind of just brush it off but uh i would say like the millennial generation or like people who are around my age or younger care a lot more i think that the older generations sort of set in their ways and they're just kind of getting ready to pass on they don't really care that much i think that like there's there's just like human ego, like this, like selfish sometimes, you know, like they don't, some, some people, I'm not going to say that everyone is like that of the elderly generation, but there's enough of them that when you're doing anonymous for the voiceless or outreach that you notice that some of them just don't care. Like Mm -hmm. they just don't. But like I said, like there are like a certain percentage of them that do care. And, but, uh, you know, I mean, it's just like the whole thing is though, if we can just kind of get enough people, like Howard Lyman says the one thing for outreach and I try to do this is, try to go after people who you think are leaders. Cause like, there's going to be some people who even rebel against you. And he said that we need like 11% of the population to kind of think the way that we do to, you know, have like a revolution or whatever, like, you know, I mean, it's happening more and more every day, but we really need to be doing even more than we are, or like get more people involved in it because um, that's really the, the, the way that uh, you know, we're going to be able to do this thing or like, you know, shift this, uh, the the people's consciousness, because still like a lot of people need to, you know, be educated on this stuff. So, you know, it's really great that, you know, social media is a great tool and it's really great that more people are vegan than ever. And that's awesome. But, um, but I have had amazing conversations at the, the anonymous for the voiceless, the cubes of truth. Uh, and, um, And it's really great because most people don't see that. Like they never see it. Like we're so like exposed to it. Like we see it like all the time. Like my whole Facebook, my whole Instagram is just filled with it. Like that's all I see. Like like, all I see is torture and, and suffering and like animal exploitation. But it's like, I feel like if I don't like do something about it, like a good quote that I learned from Dan Rather, like if it is to be, it's up to me. Like we can't rely on anyone else but ourselves. Right. And then. There's a really good book by Robert Cialdini, it's called Influence. And uh, Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's longtime investment partner, says that's the greatest book that, uh, the investment that you could ever make in your life. And I mean, the the two have made tens of billions of dollars together. So um, as someone who's like that smart, likes to say that, I learned a lot from that book and and about influence in general. Like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, but you can certainly continuously influence that horse. And you don't have to tell them what to do, but you can just keep showing them the truth. And then maybe you'll get lucky and like the, the light will go off in their mind. And then, you know, um, some people, it just kind of takes like a couple of years. Like Anita Krines, it, it, she told me it took her mom 10 years to go vegan. So um, it doesn't always happen overnight. And, you know, people need to be influenced and influenced as many ways as you can. Like, you know, there's like, you know, truthful posts, there's graphic posts. Like a lot of the graphic posts get censored now, though, sort of trying to figure out ways to kind of glitch the algorithm by putting pictures in there and then like putting it on our own wall and then putting it into Facebook. Like, like we put up one the other day, it's still up, it's got like over 6,000 views now, but like the average one is getting, you know, taken down after about a thousand views. So we're always trying to adjust and, and figure out ways to get, you know, the information out to more people. But I highly suggest, uh, you know, everyone to, you know, make their own Facebook page and then join as many groups as you can and then share it to them. But another thing you always gotta concern, don't share too, too fast because you'll get banned. Like I just keep getting banned from sharing as well, but I know that gotta be relentless and, and never give up. So uh, I think that that's, you know, really crucial to the to the, the whole thing. And just understanding that like, you know, there's adversity and just kind of, you know, I, I try to do my best to stay, you know, grateful and understanding that, you know, these people have been indoctrinated for thousands of years and, and we're sort of like the, you know, the new, the age of new thought, like in in a lot of ways. I mean, we really are because people haven't been thinking about this. Like a hundred years ago, there's even more savage. The world is still super savage, but people are waking up, which is an awesome thing. And I, uh, you know, I'll just keep fighting until the day I die. Like, I'm just not going to stop. Like it's, it's just that evil. And I just don't want to stop. And I want, I want, I want as many people to go vegan in my life as possible, you know, stop this, um, insanity and whatnot so yeah so but yeah so that's what i think
0: and yeah the one thing that actually does keep me really hopeful is too that like it's we're just sharing the truth we're just we're, sharing- we're not coming up with any crazy things it's like look this is what happens and that's it so it's like half the work is almost done you just kind of have to sometimes relate it to your own story so people can maybe relate to it. And and the, the beautiful things, like every person has a different way to get to that conclusion. Like with my mom, for the first six months, she didn't want to listen. And she finally like, realized that health-wise she wasn't too healthy, so then started looking that way. And then one of those recommended videos after a recipe gave her like a, a lecture from a teacher, 101 Reasons to Go Vegan. It was friendly, it was very smart, educated guy. She listened to that, and then she's like, "I get the ethics now." yeah, um, that 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 uh,
1: video was on top of the light movement for a long time, and it got like 20 million views something like that and uh yeah that, that's a, that's an excellent thing and i think that yeah it's true because people you can't really push them into it because they're like sort of indoctrinated by the whole system and all the conditioning like you know like mm-hmm. those commercials that they put up like they're just sick like it's like oh yeah come eat this fast food and, like they don't really show you how it's made or like the torture and suffering that's involved they just show you like the finished product and like yep. flash it all together and make you like kind of want it like subliminally and um you know like that's just sick and but uh, I think, you know, having compassion for other people and understanding that it's really not their fault. And I like I, you can't really, you know, like scream at people because they were conditioned in a way that was outside of our control. And we just sort of like got lucky to break free. But you know, that's really great, you know, that your mom like saw that and it's true, like you're saying, like, you know, it was in a smart way that's not like in their face because people don't like to be told what to do. They gotta mm-hmm. figure it out for themselves. It's like you got you can keep planting seeds in your their mind. That's what I think about it. Like, I learned that from Voltaire too. He was just like the master at planting seeds. Like he wasn't trying to force anyone to change, but if you just keep putting in enough seeds, eventually they grow into forests. Like one of the things that also super influenced me to become an activist, and I just like absolutely couldn't stand it is bare bile farming. I saw, I learned about bear bile farming from the Calvin Air Foundation. And I saw a video of it and I was like, holy, like this is insane. And then it just kept growing on me. And like, that was another thing that I saw, like even before Anita Crimes. it was around the same time as Nikola Tesla that I was learning about it. And I was just like, wow, that is so evil. And I just seen so much torture and suffering. And I mean, like I studied finance for uh, like a number of years and wrote uh, about finance for a number of years as well. And then um, I, uh, I read this book, uh, Life is What You Make It, Find Your Own Path to Fulfillment by Peter Buffett. And in that book, he talks about how no one asked to be born and he just talks about how, um, like anyone, you could have been born in New York City, or you could have been born in like South South Africa, or like in the middle of like anywhere, right? So what I'm just saying is that like I have a lot of you know compassion just in general for all of these like animals who are just put into these situations that are just fucking sick. Like yep. it's so fucking sick. It's
0: it's, it's, it's it's a nightmare, man.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's. A, it's, it's, it's it's so sick. And, and it's just like, you know, even for bears, like bear biles that they're, 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 it's not even, there's no like scientific evidence whatsoever of that actually being good for the greater good for human, like, you know, like drinking uh, their bile, but they're kept in these filthy cages for their whole lives. like size of a telephone booth. Like uh, their consciousness is being born into that 30 years. They just like have these dirty needles stuck into their stomach like for 30 years they don't even get out of the cage like how fucking sick is that like it's so sick and 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 it's just like that all ties into like vegan stuff too because like like pigs are like go through that too like pigs go through that uh because they're kept in gest- gestation crates and, and you know it's just it's so sick that uh, that that's happening but um i i mean i can't i can't you know comprehend like what what someone's really thinking cuz you know, you'll be doing outreach, we'll be at the slaughterhouse. And then you'll get like some resistance from a lot of people. Like some people even have thrown bacon at us. Like some people give us the finger. It's like, it happens. There's just people out there. There's a certain centers of the population that is just like insane. And like, to me, like, I think that like, if you have no compassion whatsoever and you want like animals to go through all that suffering and pain, just so you can like eat a meal, like that's not right. You know, like it's just, it's, it's crazy. In my opinion um obviously it's like it's destructive to our morals it's terrible for the environment it's completely unsustainable so but um i i was just saying like you know the bear bile industry had a huge huge lasting impact on my mind and 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 just like uh wanting to you know take action on that stuff because i that, that's some next level stuff like what i saw honestly in asia is just like i can't even sometimes even describe how much like torture and suffering that I saw with animals, like it's unbelievable too. Like I saw it with my own eyes, but then it's even worse. Like when you talk about, you know, uh, bear bile, like that's just nuts, but I'm just, um, you know, I just, you know, it's good to talk about this stuff though, because, you know, most people don't, don't have any clue, you know, I was, you know, 30 years old or whatever before, or maybe 20, I was 28, maybe when I, 29, I'm 32 now, but, uh when i first like learned about like i thought well, i've been vegan for over three years now so i guess it was four years ago when i started to learn about that stuff but it does take time like and, and then the more that people become influenced the higher probability that they're gonna take action too so mm-hmm. but i mean even like little baby steps you know like towards people going vegan is a great thing like uh i got a friend and she just like stopped uh she's stopped dairy now like she wasn't vegan before but like i don't think she was really thinking about all this stuff too much before she met me and uh you know i just you know just trying to like you know direct her and towards you know going vegan and if she you know keeps building momentum that's like a great thing but you know yeah i mean you definitely just, lead by example like yeah. leading by example is massive like uh, that is a huge thing because like people have it in their mind like oh like like who who is this or like who who um who do i know that's like vegan or whatever that i can sort of relate to in this spot and then they have that like person and they're like you know like they know that like uh they have someone that they can relate to that someone else that is vegan already like because the average person is not vegan obviously but like there's more and more people that are going vegan which is definitely a super awesome thing and I think that, yeah, leading by example is the way, like the only real way to lead. And that's like uh, like a huge thing. And, and understanding that uh, leading by example is the most powerful thing. And, and uh,
0: you know, people definitely, you know, notice that. And, and that's a great thing for sure. And it's great, too, in our community that we have like people in such different roles and kind of like paths, whether, paths of whether it's career and dreams, like, we have authors like you, we have people that do video, we have people that do photos, we have musicians, we have all kinds of just full-time badass activists, people that are in fashion, models, uh, every, every type of um, like careers, age, race, to show people that like, it's not just a one race or a one type of person, like anybody can do it at any stage of life yeah. and you're gonna be happier and healthier and you're just gonna like you can go back you can't
1: yeah exactly you know you have you could live you know a happier a happier healthier life without you know engaging in unnecessary torture and harm of others and why wouldn't you right i mean like that's something that chris says all the time and like it's just unne- unnecessary torture and suffering for nothing for no purpose like whatsoever except for sensory pleasure and like, like animal flesh is not actually human food anyway. I mean, we're really designed to eat fruits and vegetables exclusively. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes sense. Like, you know, we're indoors right now. Like this is sort of like climate temperatures, you know, Um, we are designed to like pick like fruits off of trees and eat plants like Julius Caesar. This is just like off like a uh, fact, but Julius Caesar's armies used to complain when they would have to eat meat because they didn't get the same energy from eating meat and, You have to cook meat anyway so it destroys all the enzymes like we're not we're not designed to eat meat like our our teeth are flat like our molars and we're not um we don't have uh our, our intestines are three times as long as carnivorous animals so it's uh it's not it's not human food and then we're the only species that drinks milk after weaning from another species so uh like for those those reasons i mean i just you no, know, I just don't, I just would never want to, um, just be part of like that ever again. And, and I just feel like, I like James Aspie says, like he, you know, it's karma too. Like, yeah, for uh, sure. About
0: yeah. energy and all that Bad
1: energy. Yeah. But I think that like what you said is like extremely important that anyone like, um, can join the movement no matter what, like no matter what age or anything like that. And, and that's an awesome thing. And, um you know it's obviously massively encouraged that everyone as many people as possible join the fastest growing social justice movement of our time because it's important you know and everyone does make a difference because it's uh you know it builds momentum and and uh raising it raises awareness and um you know it's um it's it's super super great to uh to be part of it and uh you know i'm, I'm very thankful that uh that I was born as a human and and that, that I didn't have to, you know, go through what the animals go through. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's unimaginable. Like for me, like, I mean, like I, I, it's just, it's just the sickest stuff. So, I mean, but I mean like that was, that's just one end of it too. Like if it's like that, that would be just one thing, but like, it's the environment, it's like our water, it's,
0: It's it's the future of our race, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) and everything in this planet, like everything, everything will die, and yes, Earth will restart, but it'll be better off without us. But at the same time, we 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 can do something and still be here and live happy. But it's yeah. Well, you know what? It it still gives me hope because just seeing how much change has happened even just in the short two years that I've been vegan yeah. when two years ago, prior to that, I never even heard the word vegan. I didn't know what a vegan was. I knew about vegetarians, yeah, but didn't hear about vegans, never saw activists or heard about that type of activism for animal rights. Right. And even just seeing like big companies now doing the vegan meat, like the A and now, This this big change that you never thought they would even want to try, even if they're doing it for money at this point, which that's why they're doing it, they're opening that demand and that option that people, if they're going to follow the money. So if we keep demanding those vegan products, they just want to make money and then the byproduct is not harming animals. Yeah, exactly. That's
1: true. And I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we are facing the sixth mass extinction, but we're just, you know, decreasing the probability of even, you know, ever becoming an interplanetary species anyways, because, mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. you know, you think about how big the universe is, there's got to be some, you know, other planets that we could have it, maybe Mars, maybe other ones, but um, by destroying this earth, and and then, you know, uh, we're just leaving, you know, zero probability for interplanetary planetary species for us to become one right so um anyways that's what that's just another thing to say though anyway because it's possible that we could and it's possible that we could be in other galaxies in the future and um but you know we gotta you know make changes and every like little uh change every little influence does count and you know that's like that's like a really good thing and i think that you know hopefully like a lot of people you know watch this and learn from it. And, you know, I think that it will probably build a lot of momentum because I think that, you know, we talked about a lot of really important things and, uh, you know, I'm very, you know, grateful to have the opportunity to speak about this stuff. Like I've said, you know, and I do say like we're the only species on this planet that has a voice to speak out against these injustices. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something to be very thankful for, you know, that we actually have that opportunity because there's a lot of animals that are like, you know, screaming for their lives right now in the animal agriculture industry that would do anything, you know, just to, you know, have a voice and be able to, you know, say something. And like I said, like, you know, you'll see these dairy cows and they're inside of these trucks and they're looking at you and you know, you feel their energy, like just coming into you and they do not want to be in there. They they know they're in there, like, you know, it's just sick, but, um, that's why I was just saying, you know, just, just, we just gotta, you know, do our best to encourage people to go vegan and, and become activists and, uh, do everything that we can to, uh, you know, make the world a better place and uh, eliminate as much of this uh, unnecessary torture and and suffering as we possibly can.
0: Definitely. Another way to like even start people that maybe are not wanting to open their mind, bring them to a sanctuary, maybe start with the happy animals so they can pet them and see what not promoting and not uh, giving money and funding all this cruel industries, what the actual result is, which is happy animals. And then bring him to the slaughterhouse vigil. Yeah, yeah no, that's
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> a really good point. And I, I I agree with that. You know, you see, like uh, I was at Wishing Well Sanctuary with Chris. Um, this was his last year, and uh, there's um, there's a goat named Jinx there, and he knows his name. And like you know, I, I would say, hey, Jinx, have you ever been to Wishing Well? No, not yet. Okay, so yeah, so Jinx is there, and then he'd come to me like he's like a little dog, like I would, like pet him. And then like we were helping out doing some volunteer there and then um, it was nighttime and like Jinx went away and I was like, where's Jinx? Where's Jinx? And then he like pulled his head out and looked at me like (laughs) listening. Like he knew, like he knew who he was. He he knows that I knew like, like animals are just so smart. Like one of my really, like one of my best friends, his name's Tim, and he's got a a dog named Riley. And actually she was actually probably the biggest reason, one of the biggest reasons why like I'm an activist too, because I was supposed to go back to the Philippines after living there for three years, but she went into my bag and ripped up my passport. And she went through like a lot of like cables and and my laptop and she took it out and she ripped it up. And then I I, I couldn't end up going back there. I never ended up going back there. I did go back there, but it didn't end up working out. And then um, when I came, I went and I'm going back to Boston and I ended up like like babysitting for her. And then like, I started to realize like she knew who I was, like she knew how it's Kyle. Like she, she was, I I started to realize that, uh, she was like a little person, but I'd never sort of been raised to, to understand like how smart, like animals are like, you know, they're not human, but they're like little kids. And, and then, um, you know, I wouldn't see her for a long time, but I, I know she's like, she's not like always nice to like everyone. Cause she's just very protective and very cautious, but she'll like say hi and like jump on my lap and then one time i was in colorado and um like i just got out like we were on this road trip uh with one of my other buddies and i got out of the RV and like i took a piss in the forest and then she ran like 100 meters or whatever to me just looked at me said okay you're okay kyle and i could see that she was thinking that and then she just ran away like (laughs) like she was like keeping track like like, I'm like, she's like a little kid, like, or like someone who's, you know, guarding or like paying attention to this stuff. Like, I'm just saying like, like animals are super smart. Like Jinx could do the same thing. Or like, you know, dogs are like, really like my parents have a dog named, his name's Mason. And when his water dish is empty, like he goes and gets it and brings it. Like, he's like really smart. Like, you know, like animals are like little kids and that's what's so disturbing about, and they feel the pain, the same pain that we do. Like, Um Dr. Lori Marino testified uh, at Anita Crimes trial and she talked about how uh she's a doctor and like that's what she does. She studies this type of and then they feel pain like the same way that we do. And so, you know, like just it's just uh the there's just the whole fact of, you know, compassion and and love. Like I, I just like think, you know, love, compassion and gratitude is like sort of the way. And but these like, you know, these animals like bring like joy to the world, like uh, you know what I mean? Like they they're you know they're very content and like they 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 live in the present moment and like they're there for us like they're they're here with us, you know, not for us like they wanna you know they wanna be friends like they do their best to be friends too right like i I see like that you know that they're motivated to be friends and stuff like that too, so it motivates me more to be you know a voice for them and 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 be an activist but uh yeah, I just so that's that's a
0: big thing for me that's awesome um a little bit back to the book so uh the book is called christian bible uh uh, you said you were raised uh, catholic or christian
1: i was raised christian like uh i guess correctly would be i was raised anglican uh but i would you know go to uh, sunday school like anglican for long periods of time and uh that's sort of where I was sort of, you know, in my opinion, or like I, I believe that I was like sort of, well, I was, I was told that I was like kind of specially chosen and mm-hmm. that, you know, that all I had to do is believe in Jesus and I go to heaven forever. And that questioning it would make me go to hell forever or like not believing. And they still say this, like there's a, a website called Answers in Genesis. And like, I, I was relentless on this research. Like I read the Bible like six times. Like I, I watched like Ken Ham debate uh bell nye and i I, stu- I studied them like relentlessly like i mean like in terms of like i wrote this book and it took me seven months but i've been researching this for years because that's like the ultimate thing like you know our lives are you know relatively short but they're trying to like sell us that if we don't believe in what they're saying that we are doomed for eternity right so it's a very serious thing so i i really felt like i had to make sure that i was right about everything that i thought and said but um are you still religious or no i'm not religious at all actually i mean like when did you stop being religious um when i stopped like sort of when i i think that actually it uh it was really popped when um i studied mother Teresa, and i i was saying that you know like a lot of people think she was a saint but Mm -hmm. it was involved her con like the missionaries of charities were uh missionaries of charity were involved in like trafficking children. They were, uh, she was involved in accepting millions of dollars from Charles Keating, who is like, uh, he was responsible for 21,000 elderly people losing their savings. Um, I studied Dr. Roop Shattertree relentlessly. He wrote Mother Teresa, the untold story. He studied her for 25 years she was keeping people in terrible destitution as she was also accepting tens of millions of dollars. She had the most cashed up account at the Vatican. Um, uh, she did the, the, just this types of uh, horrific injustice, like sort of made me, I connected it to what I saw. Like when I saw the orphans outside of these expensive lofty churches, I realized like, it's like, it's not right. Like, and, um, but like, yeah, like she, she was reusing needles on people. And then when she became super sick, she went to Scripps hospital and she was treated by, um, uh, Dr. Tierstein, who's like a expert cardiologist. And, and, and I, and I was just, uh, I was just thinking, wow, like, this is like, uh, this is really sick. Like <laughs> this is messed up. But that was another thing that I, that I, you know, I, a lot of people thought that like she was a scene. And then I realized that they manufactured like these miracles 10 years after she was dead. And I spent a couple of months, like literally just writing and studying her. Um, but, uh, I, it, it pretty much when I heard, uh, her say, uh, in an interview in 1974, not like McCarthy, that everything that she believed was blind faith. And when I heard that I was like, wow, like it's all blind faith, everything about it. Like there's no, um, evidence for any of it. And there's a lot of things that, uh, that you know, okay. For example, Noah's Ark. Right. Um, thousands of animals on one ship to go across, you know, uh, the world or whatever um, uh, for 375 days. Like, you know, it's not easy to control thousands of animals for one, Mm -hmm. but uh, I just, and then it's just like, there's animal sacrifice as soon as Noah gets off the ark. And then he's offering, you know, the Lord God burnt offerings. And I was just like, this doesn't make any sense anyway. Like one, like at the, the beginning of the Bible, he's saying that like, I give you like you know f- seeds for like f- like telling everybody to eat like fruits and vegetables and stuff and um there there is like a a gospel of like the seams or uh that where you know jesus is recommending to eat like plants and fruits and stuff like that but like he's also warning people about like you know the devil and satan and i i learned from like like from the book uh, beyond beef the rise and fall of the cattle culture that satan came from the methanic cult which like Christianity was chosen by, uh, Emperor Constantine in, um, in the year 316 to come into the Western world. Like it was his decision, but like the devil came from killing cows, like, <laughs> like torturing the shit out of them. And, um, like, uh, that that's how it was like, uh, the methanic called worshiped, uh, uh, cows and, um, and then, but they would like they they'd have like these blood sacrifices and like the, what they did, yeah, they they would be like eating like cow testicles and shit like that. <laughs> it's fucked up, wow. it's messed up, man. Uh, like I don't know, you have to read it. But uh, that's when I also started to realize, like, wow, like people are just savages, man. Like, and I and then I realized that like uh, like Christianity took like the birth date of Christ on the twenty fifth, and that came from the the Methodic cult as well. So um, I mean, there's just a lot of things in there. I learned from thomas paine like if a book is to be written by god it should be examined to the utmost like it should be perfect no 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 like discrepancies or like wondered if this is like a fairy tale or whatever you know and i mean it's like a really really deep deep thing because like i know i got into it and it took me like years of like you know questioning this stuff to finally like figure figure it out like that that it's like that they're in it to to make money like they have of billions of dollars so there's an article by sammy said i found that you know it talks about like between like you know uh like the, all the churches like catholic church and the anglican and the church of england and all of them like they have tens of billions of dollars but then it's just like what they can't lift children out of poverty that are right outside of their churches who are selling flowers they can't go to school they just can't do that like what because they're not chosen and that's what they will tell you like literally that that's because they're not chosen but I was chosen, but I don't agree with that. Like, you know, but it's bullshit. It's just because my family had enough money to pay into them. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, like, I'm not trying to offend anyone. Like uh, Robert Ingersoll like said that every, every mind should think and conclude for himself, but he had a huge impact on like our technology because he influenced the Wright brothers to think for themselves. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm like saying, well, here's the truth. Like think for yourself. Like I'm not trying to like force anyone to change or anything like that. But I'm definitely trying to like promote rational thought. And I mean, it's just like, you know, the Pope like didn't go vegan. Why isn't he not vegan for Lent? Like it's like the biggest problem ever. And he's not vegan. And why is that? Like, is it really like too much of a sacrifice? Or is it just because there's just so much money involved? Like, you know, for him. Like he just can't do it. Right. And um, I know he was offered a million dollars, but like uh, I don't know, I mean, like, it, to me, personally, like, there's just so much suffering. He knows that there's so much suffering. But like, there's tons of other cover ups within like there too. Like, I'm not sure if you're familiar with spotlight, I didn't even talk about like, like children being like, you know, covered up like the molestations and stuff like that, like that 10s t- of 1000s of children have been like, abused and like exploited by like, you know, by the Catholic Church, right. And then and, and that's not even something that I even talked about. But um, it was something that was on my mind. And like, I, I see that, like that whole thing is like, you know, like I wouldn't want to bring my, my kids in there. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel safe about it. Like I, and it's just like, they, I've talked to, um, one of the men, uh, that was in spotlight. I'm friends with him. Um, and he's in it, uh, I, for some reason it's just like on the top of my, uh, I can't think of his name right now. I don't know why I haven't talked to him in a while, but he was in, he's in spotlight. He's like in the, uh at the beginning of it but uh uh i was just saying like it's just like i just think that a lot of people don't really care too much about like or have compassion for animals just because like they're sort of told like really not to and yeah. uh, like i did find uh like an, a line and i study this a lot about like you know how animals don't go to heaven and stuff like that and animals are just animals but i didn't just hear that in in, in church or whatever but i thought that it was like a really cool topic to discuss anyways because um well, like maybe not even just cool. Maybe just, it was just that important. Like it was really that important that I had to, you know, you know, say that, you know, there, there are, you know, children's that are just being disregarded when they could be saved. Like they could something, somebody could do that. And they're like they're vulnerable children too. Like who the hell knows if someone could just pick them up, like off the street, like they're little kids, like all hours of the night or whatever. Like I saw it, like not just once I would see it all like a lot of manila and then i moved to baguio philippines and i would see it there too and it's just sort of like i just had like a total like just look away like attitude before like i know like now like i mean i would have done something if i saw that now like i'm just gonna let you know children just just lay on the street or just be on the street like you know but um i haven't like seen that here obviously and i've been more so focused on like animal rights and stuff like that but like that force forced me to care and hopefully you know some people like that uh they read you know this book or whatever like will care more too now especially people who like have power you know like that's the way i see it so i didn't actually i wasn't like really focused on um like my real focus was yeah just to write this to get the truth out there and get people like really thinking about like why is this and then um yeah, that's, that's basically, you know, the reasons why I did it, but I thought, you know, that, uh, it was important, you know, for people to know, like kind of about the Wright brother and Thomas Paine. like I studied him a lot. Like that guy was a really, really important person. And, you know, he said that, like things like, uh, that, that got me thinking a lot and that he encouraged me to care more about activism as well. So I was really kind of, you know, thinking that it would be awesome to get more people involved in, uh, activism and, fighting against injustices, right? Like <clears throat> we need more of us, right? Like obviously, but there's a lot of different like causes to, to fight for or whatever, but veganism is like a huge one to go for as well. But uh, human rights, it's like animal rights is human rights too. It's both, right? So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really super important stuff. Like to me, it's obviously critical. It's like the most important thing we could do. Like there's a danger of our planet, like becoming, you know, like, um, like Venus, like the could just because like too much gas just isn't in in the atmosphere. Like, and, um, I mean, it could happen if like, if it gets to, to a a certain point, like it is, we don't change it now. Like we have what, 10 years, they say. (laughs) Yeah. Like something like that, probably 10 or 12 years before, like, uh, before, before the, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, can we, you know, survive like without, uh, without rainforests and can we survive without oxygen in the oceans i mean i don't know like i don't I'm,
0: think for long
1: not for not for a super long time no but that's why i guess you know i'm I'm thinking about that like very like a lot and and i think you know like uh gotta you know take action and, and you know like you know f- like feeling the the vibration or like nikola tesla said like if you want to uncover the secrets of the universe think in terms of frequency energy and vibration and, and when you're like out there, you know, having good conversations or you're posting on social media, like you get the the vibe that, you know, like you're educating people. And like, we live in the, this backwards, like society where like, you know, like Barbara Corcoran, for example, like she's on Shark Tank. She said that like public school was like jail for her. And it sort of is, it's like this like closed in thing where they're like trying to close in your mind and like tell you that you got to like do this and that and like scare you and. And then they're definitely scaring you into eating animals like they were, I mean, thankfully Canada has now changed its food guide, but mm-hmm. it hasn't in the United States and the United States has like 350 million people. Canada has like 36. So like the United States is so important to go vegan. If we want to like have a revolution, like the United States is like the, the most important country too. But I mean, Canada is so important, obviously. And like everyone, it does matter, but like, we got to, we got to get like, you know, the States to go vegan too. Like that's, that's very important. So, Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just something that I never thought about before. And I think that, you know, Warren uh, Warren Buffett's son um, really encouraged me a lot uh, just by writing his book about fulfillment and then realizing that I was getting fulfillment from it anyways as well too, but also just like the importance of everything, like all tied in together, like, you know, the torture, the destruction of the environment, like future generations, um uh world hunger, world peace, like all those things, nonviolence. Um, and then you know, even from there, like then, you know, like and then I started to learn about even more stuff like women's rights. Like women are just like get beat and stuff. Like, it's terrible. Like I was at the women's rights march recently, and that's super important too. Like it's uh it's it's really, you know, like yeah, there's a lot of issues, obviously, but like once you start killing animals and stuff like that, like there's a guy um, that my uncle was just telling me about, like his name was MacArthur and he like, he was on a chicken farm, like he owned, his family owned like a chicken farm and they ended up becoming like a serial killer. And like, I feel like there's such a, a connection between the violent thoughts and then people's violent actions. And I Definitely. think if you're thinking that, oh, there's like tortured dead animal on my plate here, here, there, like slaughterhouse food, like that goes into you that energy of like their tortured souls like goes into your body and without you even realizing it it makes you more of a, an aggressive angry person because of that energy like the the kasha or the energy whatever that it is that they like swami Vivekananda would say that or like tesla you're putting that energy into your body but you also are subliminally knowing that those animals died like miserably and screaming. And, 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 you know, and then, and then you're just like projecting that out onto other people in the universe. Right. And then it, of course it's destructive to our morals. That's why like it hit me so hard when he said it's destructive to our morals and every effort should be made to stop the cruel slaughter of animals. Like when he said those two things, like I was like, wow, like, and this guy literally did not like do any of his like amazing works for like financial gain or anything. Like he did it to make the world a better place. That's what he cared about. Like he, he wanted to help people. Like he wasn't doing it for some like, And then then like um like if if it wasn't for like you know for example J P Morgan like he wanted to borrow money from J P Morgan to build the Wardenclyffe Tower but J P Morgan wouldn't let him do it because he thought that he wasn't going to profit from it but if he built that tower like everyone would have pretty much free power like the whole world and it would have just like eliminated so much suffering and like Tesla was like a one of a kind person but um I just think that like you know he was you know someone who led by example and you know someone who was doing something for the greater good and like you're saying about like somebody who leads by example like it took me till I was like 27 to even know about this guy like Mm -hmm. I know that like there's a statue of him in, in Niagara Falls and I know that like but I hadn't even heard of him until I didn't hear about him in public school or anything like he should be in the curriculum you know like in my opinion obviously like to talk about like great people or whatever like in terms of like somebody who you know actually was unconditionally, like that's like a huge thing. Like you're talking about like unconditional giving, like give to other people, but don't ever expect anything like in return, you just do it. Like when I'm doing activism, I'm just doing it. Cause I want to like push good energy, like into the world, you know, like, well, I don't really care. Like, I'm not trying to get something out of it. I'm just doing it because I know like you're saying like about leading by example, right? So um, yeah, and then just like obviously knowing that like if it's, if it's B, it's up to us, you know? not up to anyone else and all we can do is our best too at the same point, right? So but you know, it is like it's a really like cool, rewarding thing to know that, you know, like we're we are making, you know, a difference and we are starting a revolution. Like it's starting, you know, like and every the more we influence people, the more the faster the revolution's gonna build. And uh that's that's what's
0: uh, you know a good thing. That's what I think. But yeah, I mean Yeah they can they can't keep us shut anymore like quiet they that's the thing like with the internet we can share everything and like dude imagine a world where everybody like it's a vegan everybody's feeling healthy like earth is freaking going back to the most amazing form like everybody's just gonna evolve in such an amazing way like it dude I, i don't that's the thing i don't know why people can't imagine that well, yeah, you got to
1: believe, though. Like, that's a huge thing, too. Like, the belief. And I mean, I mean, well, because they need to see it. Like, a lot of people can't just imagine things. another thing. Like, they, you, because we can see something doesn't mean that their mind can see that, right? So they need to, you know, be influenced. And like, that's what I was saying about the book, Influence, and just like having conversations and, and posting on social media and getting people active and being in different groups and, and stuff like that. You know, that's that's awesome. And that's amazing and, and all that stuff. But like, um, as in terms of why, yeah, they, they just, uh, they just don't have like the same thinking patterns as like we do or whatever, maybe just from luck or whatever, or like experience I was telling, um, this, uh, I was talking to a guy today just about the animal agriculture industry and like how, like, living in a developing country changed my opinion to, like, never, ever want to waste food, like, ever, like, any kind of food or anything, just because, like, I've seen so many people, like, so much less fortunate and stuff like that, and I just said, you know, like, before when I was growing up, like, I had no, like, no sort of uh, perspective on that kind of thing, but, and, and then now it's just, like, you know, I've seen, like, you know, these animals and, like, all this suffering and torture and just unnecessary and, But unless somebody's actually been there, like you'll be talking to someone. Like that's why, like Anita always says, like the importance of going to vigils, but like or also like sanctuaries and stuff, like too, because then it's like real life, real time. Like they see it, they smell it, they feel the energy. Like it opens them up to something that they've never, like, you know, really been part of before. So it's really not their fault. But if they get like that energy in them, like if you can get them to go to like a, a vigil, like that's massive or like to a sanctuary or march honestly marches are really good too because then that's such an easy thing that they can go to and then they can see like all of like the all the people that are super active and like there's a lot the of them. energy at those yeah.
0: events are massive
1: yeah 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 they're super amazing like the energy is super amazing so i yeah i mean it's just it's like it is like it's like um it's infectious, you know, like it's, 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 it's good. It's, it's, it's good to be around other like, like-minded people, but it's good to, you know, be building momentum at the same time. And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing for sure.
0: Yeah. And it's also like, we're coming from, um, something that obviously because it's a minority, a lot of people are even just afraid to even want to look into it due to that. Right. Like they just, they don't want to be catalog or put in that box of, like because there's obviously a lot of people just don't like vegans and the problem is some of the ones that have been a little maybe too uh alienating obviously those are the only ones that people remember so that's yeah that's how it ties into like you said with lead by example and we gotta show people that we are not crazy that you can still be a badass you can still do everything that you loved But in a vegan way. And once you open your eyes to veganism, like you, now you think of ways to implement maybe your passions with a vegan message now. So, like, you're a fashion designer, you start designing vegan stuff. You're an artist, maybe you start making paintings about animals or writing poems and songs about animals, uh, doing films about animals. Like, people don't realize how you can, like, just continue doing what you love while still spreading a message and awareness. Like not, we're not expecting everybody to be outside a slaughterhouse with a, with a sign. Some people can do it. Some people can't, and that's fine. Like there is so many ways to just promote the message while still making a big impact. Right.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I definitely, I agree with that. And actually, you know, that's, you know, we were saying about like leading, or I was saying about like leading horse to water, but you can't make him drink. But you know, sometimes like if you are too angry with somebody or whatever, that can just completely turn them off of it. And then they just don't want to be part of it. And I've talked to a lot of people. There's a really good book. It's called Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. And that that really sort of helped me understand the importance of just having emotional intelligence in general. Like you can't just like start screaming at someone because they've got like something like, you know, like they, they don't really, they don't understand. They don't know any better. Like you said about leading by example, like planting seeds but you know you can actually do like harm too then if you're just like because like yeah like angry vegans that are like i see like some people like telling people like to like die and all this stuff like yeah vegan. like, like <laughs> so just, that makes no sense it's so absurd it's it's and it's just like i just think that um love is the strongest emotion and i think that uh you know just having you know sending like just pushing love and into the universe and that will like change people faster than like being angry with them. Like I, it, it's just like, it leaves way more of a seed in their mind. And cause what happens was like, and I've talked to people and they're like, Oh yeah, Kali, you, uh, you did a, you know, you, you talked to me in a way that like most people don't like a lot of people are just like yelling and screaming at me. But what happens is then if they, if you, if you don't plant really good seeds on them, then they run all to their carnist friends and then they have like these carnist parties and like, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then they, they talk about like, you know um vegans being crazy and like like then they all like go off like indoctrinated themselves into thinking vegans are crazy when that's not true like you know and but i think that you know it's important to um to understand that you know we 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 can yeah we just got to lead by example and 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 have like a, a strong eq a lot of people don't think but like there's the iq and there's eq right and eq is um just about like being able to control yourself and like (laughs) not like start screaming at people like because everyone will just completely disengage with you and just say you're a loony bin and like because like they're indoctrinated that's the whole point they don't they (laughs) they don't know any better and like they're super indoctrinated and like and then you're just coming at them and you're screaming and they're just like this person's just completely like out of their mind and and you just don't want to um you don't you, you don't want to have that obviously so or like we just don't want to have that image i like guess it's not it's not helping the movement like i can understand if somebody's wearing fur like then you can just freak out at them mm-hmm. but even for the most part then like you know you'll see these people who are walking their dog and then they're wearing Canada Goose and then you'll ask them why they bought it and they're just like I don't know like everybody else was wearing it or they're not really yeah. thinking about it you know they they you got to sometimes give them the benefit of the doubt a lot of them are like not really thinking people like they, they're really you know and they don't know any better and Humans are like, you know, animal, animals themselves and you know, a lot of them don't have the time to research this stuff. And that's why, you know, it's important for us to educate other people because they don't I mean, I'm, like that's just the way it is. Like otherwise they just like, you know, go off living, you know, fully indoctrinated lives and don't think about it. And that's why, you know, like activism is so important. And, you know, if like example, you know, like what we were saying before, like with, with Anita, like she started this whole like a lot of this momentum, like and you know, we we continue it and um but you know if she she didn't do that, then you know then you know we we, we probably wouldn't have this conversation and you know, like I'm sure like a lot of people are gonna watch this uh, uh you know this podcast and and, and but it, it it's just amazing how you know it's like the butterfly effect, you know of uh you know um, that we're all sort of connected to you know and, uh but uh I think that just the whole thing about you know having strong eq and uh not like going bananas on people <laughs> but i mean that's that's my opinion i mean i don't know other people
0: have different opinions on it but we just don't want to be known as like an angry crazy movie. exactly i think there's a time and a place for maybe showing more passion like yeah at a march or there's some kind of rally then yeah maybe you voice you're not yelling at someone you're yelling at like you're just voicing your frustration about the industry or about whatever it is that you're uh doing activism for But yeah, definitely knowing how to talk to people, keeping it friendly, showing, like just welcoming that they'll be like, you know what? I talked to this vegan and he was pretty cool. Or like, you know what? He took me or with friends. A good way is take him out to a vegan restaurant that, you know, like has really, really good food. Yeah. Because then they're at a vulnerable place. Everybody loves food. And then if they're happy eating, they're going to be open. They're like, okay, this is amazing. Tell me more yeah exactly that's right you want you want
1: to leave like that seed in their mind where they think that you're cool or like they think that you know like they're going to want to check it out like they don't wanna, like have like this memory of you screaming in their ear about <laughs> you know what i mean like
0: guess, about- honey how was your day i was called a fur hag today yeah, yeah. not well, like oh baby did you know that that trim that we have on our jackets is made out of a coyote what no way let's get rid of him, right like yeah well, here's the thing about that. Like this is what I see that like I think that if you you
1: know, you approach someone and you try to like um you know be compassionate with them and talk to them, like if it's a fur wearer, for example. Yeah. And then if they totally disengage with you, if they're rude to you, then yeah, then I'll start yelling. at. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's for sure. But like the first approach is very important. First approach them nicely, for sure, because a lot of the people don't know. And it's not helping anything when you're just screaming in their face when they don't know any better anyway. Like you would have had a higher probability of getting them to go vegan and be an activist if you'd spoken to them nicely and planted like a nice seed on them as opposed to just like, um, uh you know screaming at them and then now they just think that you're like crazy and they don't know what's going on and then you know what i mean so i think that uh but i mean like i I have to say like robert banks is like literally one of the best activists in the world and he is a big reason why like all these companies are going for free like he is like
0: relentless you You need you need them all yeah there is a time and place for everybody and like yeah we have we we're gonna have those people that are more on your face and i'm still cool with it yeah like cause it's yeah some people are gonna be like oh my god they're crazy and then somebody's gonna be like that's what i needed to hear yeah exactly and and that's
1: the whole thing and with uh you know him like he uh you know he gets some really good footage and he's like a really good leader and um you know i've been to uh different protests in new york and anti fur marches and, and stuff like that and um but uh you know he's he's very he's relentless and outspoken Mm -hmm. and he's definitely started like a huge thing against like the fur industry and like i do talk to people when when i see people wearing canada goose jackets and stuff like i've talked to the ceo of canada goose i walked right up to him um like when i was at uh yorkdale mall with chris McGinn and vincent ma and we met him and like we made a video about it and uh you know we videotaped it and um but you know, I tried to talk to him nicely at least at first, and then we just kind of followed him around, and like <laughs> he was getting really pissed, like whatever. But you know, he's he's responsible for you know a lot of animal torture that's completely unnecessary, and uh, you know it bothers me a lot. Obviously, that's just it's crazy that people are you know wearing you know like dogs on their coat,
0: like <laughs> like it's just so crazy. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's another part of like once I watch Earthlings, I'm like, why, why, what are we doing?
1: Yeah. No, it's true. I mean Earthlings is uh Earthlings and Dominion. Dominion's mm-hmm. the new one. Um it's uh, you know, uh they're both like super eye opening. And I've I told Sean Munson I've watched Earthlings like 17 times or 15 times and I'll just watch it again and again with like different people, like just mm-hmm. you know, kind of sit them down and let them download like that into their you know their brain like that all that torture and suffering that's really happening
0: right yeah you can't unsee that
1: yeah and i'll do it like just because like especially you know if you can sit down with people and get them to watch it like people who are very talkative too and like 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 people that like you know sort of like we were saying with like howard lyman people that will you know influence other people and, and stuff like that like if you can get them to um uh you know sort of engage in that kind of thing like that's it's really good if you can get get, get people who talk a lot because then they talk to other people and blah 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 right. like that's how you know word of mouth you know people you know start talking about things and then it starts to you know gain traction and but uh yeah it's like a really sick documentary of the truth that's really happening you know and um, you know and uh but that's just really is the way so i mean just got to keep you know getting people you know to know the truth and, and talk about it and activism and, and and marches and anonymous for the voiceless cubes of truth and all these things like you know it's just really great to, uh, you know build like you know for the fastest growing social justice movement of our time which it is and um but like you said like there's a time and a place to like freak out at people and like for a lot of the farmers and stuff like who comment like on our posts and stuff like that i just still try to like send good energy mm-hmm. i question them but i never try to like push hate towards them you know like i never try to do that because you don't know like what you say to them what that seed could turn into in like three years from now if you're really nice to them and you them in a way that like gets their mind like thinking and it puts some light into it that could totally just transform someone like Someone like, you know, Howard Lyman, who like totally broke free from like all this animal exploitation, like there could be more people like that. So what you say to people, I got to, in my opinion, like, even if it's just like the craziest farmer, like I'm still going to like try to push love towards them and not like freak out at them. I mean, like the only way that I like, um, like I said, like if if somebody who's wearing like a a fur jacket or whatever and like they're really you know won't talk to me at all like I'll definitely try to like yell at them and say something to them in that spot mm-hmm. but um just just in general I'm, I'm trying to like you know push like good energy towards people and trying to you know influence them in a positive way and lead by uh, example and you know kind of get you know people you know talking about um it, uh, like you know veganism in a, in a positive light and, and I think that you know it, it really is you know going mainstream now and uh, I think by like you know 2020 2025 like it's just um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, like epic like how much uh, how much things are gonna
0: change like and, definitely and yeah and even people like gotta even we gotta think of like people are in general are a little jealous. So then if we show them how much happier and like high energy and we're always feeling good and we look good because of the food, then they're going to be like, damn, I want to look like Kyle. I want to look like Hyrule. What's their secret? Veganism.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, vegans uh, on average live longer. So, I mean, there's no reason to not be, you know, look at all the athletes now. Yeah. Vegan and killing it. I mean, the strongest weightlifter uh, in America um, uh, is uh, Kendrick Ferris. He's vegan. Imagine. You know, gorillas, hippopotamus, like elephants, they're vegan. Like horses, vegan. They're all vegan, you know, and, um, but i think that one thing that is like super important as well is people need step-by-step instructions too like they need to be spoon fed so Mm -hmm. i've got to like you know direct them and like there's different websites challenge22.com vegankit.com howdoigovegan.com um i just started a website kyleferguson.net i got some different you know vegan stuff in there as well Mm -hmm. so and then there's the light movement there's like uh, obviously your social media pages as well and um all those different things but i'm just saying like just in general like uh i have a friend and like you know i I see him not like too often but he's just like i need step-by-step instructions like people are like you know they need to be spoon-fed like they really do (laughs) they do like they don't don't like to change and they need to be spoon-fed like and it's just something that chris and i have talked about so many times that you know that we got to keep influencing them and we got to like spoon feed them like because they need to uh Uh, they need to but yo, one thing that is like a really really strong form of activism is t-shirts like and that's huge so I you know what 90% of the time I actually am wearing vegan t-shirts right now I'm not but I usually do like and I'll wear like um vegan like just like so it's very obvious that I'm wearing like a vegan shirt and uh like I've been at the gym and stuff and it will start conversations and so many people will look at me like they'll just be like oh vegan eh? like it like it like it lights up the room like when you're wearing like activism shirts because it gets people thinking about it you know and the like the more people who know and act the faster it stops i think that's a really good line and um it's just it's true like you know like if people don't know then they can't act
0: right and like even just with the whole thing with planting seeds i have friends that that are uh They still haven't made the transition or are not vegan, but just because they know you are and you kind of you talk about it and you've discussed it now. Like I've had people like they'll be at a random place and they're like, oh, I found this vegan jerky or I found this vegan things. Did you know that these people carry vegan? So they're even looking out for it now. And slowly you don't realize how they're actually planting those seeds and next thing you know they'll they'll start asking oh, hey where did you get this or which thing do you recommend like you never know it's true i know it's just like um you
1: know i said 100 percent. you never know before you know it like you know they're vegan and like they're activists and you know just because of like these little seeds that you know you've planted in them and they just start to grow into trees and then they're forests and then <laughs> <that's> <laughs> the yeah yeah so you you know um that's like sort of how it all starts and i think that just having compassion for the seeds because like when you like are planting seeds it's not like you're just like you know stomping on them and like they, they don't just turn to, into trees overnight like you got to plant them like slowly right and, and and then you know put some water on it and give some sunlight you know and then like more water and sunlight and, and then they just keep growing right but it doesn't just happen overnight right so um uh, you you can't expect people to to change overnight either. That's just not the way. Like our like we're we're creatures of habit, so we don't necessarily yeah. change instantly. And like people have to, it has to like click inside of their mind too. I don't know if you're familiar with like the price of prices, right? David yeah. yeah. So you know like the game Plinko. Yeah. 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 So it's sort of like Plinko. Like you might like you'll get the seeds in there, and then like you might bank off like with some. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 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 so a
0: good analogy
1: yeah you might yeah but uh yeah for for the most part um yeah you just gotta you know keep you know i think that love is like an important thing and as well like you know not like you know being judgmental and and uh on people's you know not influencing them or whatever and and being compassionate and to a certain degree like i know that like it, they, it's just the way that like they're sort of been conditioned and stuff like that but you know if we can you know just get those seeds in like that like i said like or like we were talking about like the t-shirt like just like getting them to look that because like a lot of people will just like google like when they see stuff like that and then it just gets them am thinking about it and you don't even know like i i i was doing activism um in vegas and then i i shook hands with lamar odin like the ex nba superstar and i gave him a pamphlet and you don't know where that's gonna go like that guy you know that guy's got like a lot of followers like he has a huge influence on people like um i met like uh i don't know like well yeah i i obviously i met danny reese but like that guy owns canada goose but i still talk to him just because we were doing activism you never know he might pull out of the fur industry one day like just because we keep influencing him you never know um but uh i've met other a few other celebrities i'm just like can't think of it off the top of my mind right now but um just like just by just be being out there like luck is uh or like the harder you work the luckier you get like i think that's a really true statement that's uh, what gary player says he's like a golfer but um it's i think it's true cuz like you 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 put yourself out there and then you you know you might get lucky you might meet somebody who like you know can can reach like 10 million people or something like that and um there's uh there's an admiral i can't think of the name off the top of his, off my head, but, uh, he talks about how, like, if you could influence 10 people and those people can influence 10 people and those people influence 10 people, like within like a hundred years, you've got like, um, like he was talking to eight, 8,000 different people, like at, at a UC commencement and it was in, it was in Texas. This was a few years ago. And, uh, he just talks about influence like it's just like it, it, just influencing 10 people here 10 people there 10 people there like the average person needs 10 people 10,000 people in their lifetime right but uh, that's what he was also talking about too but if you can just like influence 10 and those people like in the 100 years like it just like just like
0: just flips over like and it, within those people too you always have the like you never know within even a group of just 10 people that one person might go out and actually be exposed to millions so then like it exponentially grows faster and faster oh totally yeah i know and that's what i was just saying like
1: exposure and putting yourself out there and and working hard and like yeah i mean uh just like towards it and 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 being relentless and being infatigable and you know knowing that like we're making a difference and knowing that we could bank one day too like it's possible that you know we hit that one person that like decides to just like Pull the plug on, like, you know, a huge thing, like, um, like the owner of Safina Meats or something like that. Like, if we could change that guy's mind, that would be massive. Like, that guy is is huge to, to get to, to go vegan. Like, that guy, like, and there's just no reason. Like, eventually, eventually, um, it's just gonna absolutely 100% have to change, but we just don't want that to be before it's like too late, you know? Yeah. But that's like, but, uh, but now, you know, we can get them to go vegan and, and the slaughterhouse openers like i have talked to, oh yeah like i've been outside of fearman's pork and i've talked to the owner of fearman's pork just because i was standing on the island like i i was standing on the island and i pointed to it i'm like you know that's fearman's pork like they kill thousands of they torture and kill thousands of pigs each day and he's like yeah i know i own it and then he just like drives away <laughs> <laughs> he's like who's but i mean i don't know it's like right around the same time too that like it was just like so much momentum that's what it was like just having so much momentum and then it was like right around that time that ran into danny reese too so you know those people are out there you know like the (laughs) and you know they see the pressure and like that's that's there was so much pressure yeah like in their their mind like they're probably having sleepless nights and like That would be terrible like i don't even know like they gotta eventually think they gotta fold like their operations you know because we're just keeping the pressure on them
0: well and they see it like once they start losing money and then like just with how so many cities and so many brands are going like for free that's putting so much pressure on them now too i wouldn't be shocked if within the next few years they're like all right well now we're cruelty free because let's make more money too from the vegans i guess but whatever if they if they go cruelty free imagine like that just doing the pressure finally gets to them and i can see it happening like i think it might happen
1: yeah i know i definitely and i think that you know like believing too like we got to believe and then we got to encourage other people to you know have like the same sort of belief too like i mean i believe because i think it's rational because i think like with our social media reach like all combined with everybody like if we're posting good content, I think that that will just attract more people. And I think that's like a really good thing. And I think that, you know, it's getting more mainstream in the media. Like it's becoming more and more like acceptable, but like more people are like learning like, Oh, like plant-based is the way like, or like vegan is the way like, you know, like it's sustainable and like, there's no slaughterhouses involved. Like that's a huge thing. Cutting out like all slaughterhouses, like no slaughterhouse food. Like that's crazy. Like, you know, like it's crazy. And, um, but I think you know that that it's it's all super important and um you know we just gotta do like everything you know our best that uh uh we can and um you know just encourage as many people as we can and, and influence as many people as we can and then like 11 percent is like not impossible like to get to I, I mm-hmm. believe it is like 11 percent is possible like you know and And that's why like you know i
0: I wrote this book i was hoping you know to increase that percentage like a little bit you know and you will um talking about the book uh who's like your do you have like a main audience target that you had in mind as you were writing it or this is like anybody can pick it up and doesn't matter whether you're religious or not like yeah every anyone yeah anyone could just pick it up i mean it touches on you know like human
1: rights animal rights like it's not just all about, uh, you know, religion. it's sort of just like the bubble that I was sort of living in and like mm-hmm. people live in and like the just different stories about um, famous people. And or like I said, like, you know, Nikola Tesla, Thomas Paine, uh, Swami Vivekananda, uh, the Wright brothers, um, some other stories. And then, like I said, about uh, Mother Teresa. So like literally anybody who wants to seek kind of truth or like, expand consciousness, like, read about something that they've, like, almost certainly never heard of, or, like, sort of would have probably been blindsided, like, their whole lives and never would have thought about this stuff unless, like, this came out or whatever. I think that it would get, like, it really, everyone, like, should, like, would, would benefit from reading this book. I don't think that, like, anyone wouldn't. So I, I think that it's best if younger generation reads it, though, honestly, Mm -hmm. because we sort of talked about that earlier, like, the, the older older people get the less likely it is that they will change so they just like so sort of degen and like set in their ways like they just they're just like not like I don't know if it's just like they're like you know their brains just are incapable of changing or they just don't really care that much so I I would think like you know the younger generations would be really my goal and um try to talk to like you know the younger generations about it and stuff and so that 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 I think is uh, really important so I think that that's a you know great thing and uh, but I but I just really wanted to get it like I mean I want obviously Justin Trudeau to read it because I know that like he um, like he's you know he's a pretty religious guy and stuff like that but I don't know like it'd be sweet like you know just get as many people to read it as possible like maybe you know justin trudeau's opinion about like animal agriculture industry just in general would change a lot if he read this book because he's probably not looking at it the same way that i'm looking at it right and i would definitely want him to read it or like world leaders i want wanted like donald trump to read it like that's what i really care the most about like but uh yeah i mean i just wanted you know just kind of get it out there and talk to people about it and know it's available now, and but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's, I think that it's gonna, I think that it'll have a, a lasting impact, and that's why, like you know, I, I wrote it to uh, with the intention that it would be like a book that lasts for like a long time, you know, like it could last like you know, and start a revolution, and then those are the two things that I was really thinking about, because the animal agriculture industry just gotta go, and um, and like yeah, like that's just uh, what you know that was a big part of it. And I was just thinking, you know, get people to have like expand their, like their love and, and compassion. Um, and you know, just like kind of really understand like how much of a miracle it really is to be here and how fortunate we are in every, every way, you know? And, uh, that's sort of what I like my goal was as well. And then I wanted people to not be living in fear, like, cause we, who wants to live in fear. Right. So I think that, you know, providing people with the truth, Gives them, you know, the opportunity to, you know, expand their mind, expand their consciousness, and, you know, see see the world for what it is, and, and you know, and increase compassion. And I think that that's that's a really good thing, and that's why, you know, it's like I call it the Christian bubble, but the it's bursting the bubble of religious fear with love and light, because I feel like for you know, for you know, like probably like thirty years of my life, I, I definitely was living in some sort of like a little bit of religious fear, you know? Cause just the way that I was raised and it's out of my control, right? But it's a very powerful line to tell somebody that like, if you didn't believe or you don't believe that you have to pay forever, you know what I mean? But um, I really wanted to question them because like, there's there are people out there and there have been people that, you know have questioned divine authority, but uh, it's uh, it's not like super fresh and there's not like a lot of people who have done it and have been super outspoken against this stuff. and. I mean, the average person, like, yeah, the Bible is, like, the most read book, like, in history, but I don't really know that many people, like, personally who have read it, like, a lot and been able to understand that there's, like, a lot of really sick lines in there. And, like, they should be taken out at the very least. Like, there's no reason to, you know, say that it's okay to sell your daughter into sex slavery. Like, there's over 40 million slaves on this planet right now, human slaves. There's approximately 4 million People are, are are in sexual like slavery or like sex trafficking, and ninety nine percent of those are women. And um, we're talking about like some really serious stuff, and that's why we what we post in the light movement about human rights and sex trafficking, because that's a really really terrible thing that's happening, you know. And uh, it's a lot of something that people don't think about, but it's basically like that the Bible is like almost saying that, like, it's okay, you know, it's really sick. And then it's just like, that's supposed to be written by God. I mean, really? Uh, and, and then, and then, I'm supposed to be scared to, to question that, you know? And, um, so that's, you know, I know that like, that's a huge issue as well. And I mean, like, that's, think about that. Like 40 million people are, are slaves right now. Right that's more than the population of Canada. That's more than the entire state of California. Um, and it's bad. Like, it's we're like we're really lucky that we weren't born into that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I think that Einstein's quote of, of our knowledge of the universe being, like, a child in a library filled with books written in many languages had, like, a huge impact on me, too. Like, combined with the fact that no one has to be born, like, we could have been born anywhere, but we don't know anything about this universe either. Like, that's, it's pretty... NAR, like we don't know, we don't know, like, we know like nothing basically, you know, (laughs) but I mean, I mean, we, we, okay. Like the, um, Larry Page says that we're like 0.5%, like in terms of technology, Mm -hmm. like if that's like, it means anything towards like the amount, like we actually know. Then it's just like our 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 knowledge is very limited of this universe. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm talking not, not just even the planet, but the universe. Like it's just okay. expanding, and we don't know what it's made out of. We're just expanding, you know. Like there's like uh, I don't know. It's just it's 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 it's, um, it's 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 amazing, you know. Like when you really think about like you know the universe and, and stuff like that. And obviously, that's like sort of a different thing, but. Uh, in terms of like how lucky we are and uh in every way and just to you know have the opportunity this day and age to just like write a book and then just like like jeff bezos has already like created amazon so it was just possible to just like put it on amazon kindle like i didn't have to create my own publishing company like when voltaire like was publishing things it had to go like through like 15 different steps and he, he he wrote for like 18 hours a day every single day and like had to handwrite everything without computers and we just have like computers technology like, you know, just, like, communicating, like, right now on Google Hangouts, we didn't even have to create that, you know, it was just, like, there for us, you know, you just had to, like, flip a switch, and we could just talk, like, and that's
0: pretty And it's free.
1: Yeah, and it's free, yeah. I mean, that's just the, the the age that we live in, right? I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's super, it's super sick. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot, of, you know, to be grateful for. And I think that, you know, being able to teach people, like, you know, to be grateful for things is, is, a, is a blessing, too, because I didn't really see things that way until I I traveled and uh lived in the Philippines because uh I feel like in Canada like in Ontario is very materialistic I don't know if you've noticed that but like I'm just you know I'm very grateful for like little things and having the opportunity to eat three meals in a day like that's a huge blessing like a lot of people don't get that you know so and just being grateful just to have like the opportunity to eat food and I, I don't know I don't really care as much about like material things as I once did I care more about you know, making the world a better place than I than I do like what other people think or whatever too, right? I'm just trying to just like, you know, push energy into uh, <laughs> the energy. Yeah,
0: I'm in the same path. Man. Yeah, like,
1: yeah, and, yeah.
0: And yeah, it all started with veganism and then yeah, you start wanting to live more simple, like yeah material things. As long as I have my camera and my laptop that I can create content yeah. and have some nice vegan food to eat, some veggies and fruits, I'm happy. Like that's yeah. all I need.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't need to, you know, care about, like, what, like, you know, uh, like, material things or whatever, like, you know, I get, like, you know, my, you know, happiness and joy and stuff like that out of, you know, like, raising awareness and, you know, having opportunity to be on, like, this podcast, you know, I'm super grateful for that, you know, and being able to, you know, connect with people and raise awareness and, yeah, like, you know, exercise and be outside and being like, I think the best country in the world overall, Canada, I think yeah. it is, um, you know, that's like, we're very, 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 very fortunate that we, uh, we have all this opportunity and, you know, and, uh, I think that, uh, all those things are super, super, super great. And, you know, every day is, you know, blessing and just trying to, you know, make the world a better place every day, you know, that I was here and, and know that I made a difference. Cause I think that, uh, it matters more and more because like, you know, every minute counts, every second counts, you know? Never know like, you know, how long we're going to be here for. Like I I said, you know, with my, like one of my good buddies, you know, like a few of my good buddies have passed away in the last year, like you just never know, like how long you're going to be here for, you know? And I think that it's important to understand that, like with perspective as well, like, you know, that there's an urgency to, you know, make the most of of the time that we have here. And Mm -hmm. I think that I'm putting it to good use with, you know, doing activism and, you know, like writing this book and, um, you know, work with the light movement and, uh, and stuff like that. And, you know, marches or different activism or talking to people or sending the emails to people and all these different little influences, you know, they all count. And that's why I, uh, like I was saying, I recommend that book and Charlie Munger recommends that book or he recommended first. And Robert Cialdini is like a boss, like for writing that book about influence and like, just understanding like how people are influenced and how people think. And um, I think that's pretty sick. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. I want to acknowledge your, your efforts on activism. You've always uh, inspired me and like watching your solo disruptions with Chris, uh, like at Dairy Queens and stuff and seeing it, actually being effective in real time too. Like I remember it was one guy was walking in and you guys said something, he heard you guys and then he just turned around and (laughs) right out. And I'm like, yes, (laughs) planting seeds, changing people on the spot. Um, I'm so happy that you wrote this. Congratulations on writing your book and everybody check it out. I'm gonna put the links below, check it out. It's gonna be on Amazon and I'll put all his social media links so you can follow everything he does. Check out his Facebook. Check out the Light Movement. And I'm—I can't wait to. I'm actually gonna. I gotta read this. Like I'm very excited to read it.
1: I oh, am yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. That was a uh, great, great
0: time uh, hanging out. Great Google hangout for sure. Happy. Yeah, man. It's part of it. Yeah. Thank you, guys, to everybody that joined in. If you're just listening on. Google Podcast or Apple, wherever it is. Thank you so much. If you want to see a video uh, of this, it's going to go on my YouTube channel. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment. Uh, Leave a comment to suggest other guests. If you have any questions for Kyle, you can leave some comments there. And uh, you can follow him. Give us, tell us uh, how to find you online uh vegan nar on instagram so that's like
1: v-e-g-a-n-g-n-a-r facebook i'm kyle ferguson um as well as the light movement the light movement it just has uh like a black picture with a candle uh, it's got about eighty-three thousand followers now and that's you know like a lot because of um my great friend chris mcginn who's just like r- utterly relentless never stops like unbelievable person unbelievable influencer and um, you know, I'm happy to be part of that, you know, whole like organization, and, and uh, actually Suzanne Gates as well. She's also a part of that, and she helps. And then there's other people as well that post in there, so yeah. And and um, Iro, you also post in there as well, and that's just also great. <laughs> I mean, you could always post in there as much as you want. I mean, we're always looking, you know, build more momentum for sure. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was awesome being on uh, this, uh, you know, the Google Hangouts, and I'm very, you know, grateful and want to continue
0: to, you know, just keep making the world a better place, for sure. What would be your message, two last messages, a message for the non-vegans that might listen to this? What would you say to them?
1: I would say, um, you know, put yourself in, you know, the shoes of, like, these, you know, innocent, you know, beings that, you know, never chose to be born into these horrific conditions where, like, you know, they're enslaved, they're beat, You know they're they're exploited they're you know abused and uh i would just say you know that uh you know think about you know future generations think about you know the oxygen on the planet and you know make the conscientious choice and do your research and uh go vegan and um to vegans you know i would say you know keep the momentum going you know we've got a lot of momentum now and you know keep spreading uh love and light and uh you know let's continue to make the world a better place and get as many people as we can to go vegan and have a revolution and a conscious conscious shift
0: and as many people as possible amazing thank you so much kyle thank you guys for tuning in uh don't forget to follow us on all of the social media platforms leave the links below and if you're listening to this don't forget to rate it and leave a review thank you guys peace